Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 19th, 7 a.m. right here on Covenant Network. That means you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright, live in studio on this beautiful morning. I love this time of year. I may have mentioned that yesterday, but, you know, outside the window to my right is this tree. I don't even know what kind of tree it is, but I know that it's the first one in the area around our studio to change color, and it becomes this beautiful golden yellow, and the leaves are just starting to go. They're just starting to go. I love this time of year. Let's begin our morning together in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the show, we're going to hear from Father Rick Heilman from the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin. is going to be with us to tell us about the National Rosary Rally and the Rosary Coast to Coast coming up just a few short weeks away. That's all ahead on the show. Let's go to Mike Roberts now for our Saint of the Day. Today is the feast day of St. Januarius. Born in the 3rd century in or near Naples, he developed a great devotion to Jesus as a very young man, and by the time he was in his mid-teens was already a priest in Benevento. When Januarius was about 20, he was elected Bishop of Naples and crossed paths with Juliana of Nicodemia and St. Socius. This was during the persecution of Diocletian. The three teamed up together to hide Christians from the brutal emperor. When St. Sosius was arrested, Januarius went to visit him and was arrested himself. Then Juliana and the rest of Januarius's colleagues were also arrested and condemned. The initial sentence was to have them thrown to wild bears, but the bears refused to attack, so instead they were beheaded and martyred on this day in 305. Some of Januarius's blood was sealed and taken to the cathedral in Naples. Through the centuries to this day, his blood liquefies at various times during the year. In the presence of Pope Pius IX in 1848, it entirely liquefied. And in 2015, after Pope Francis venerated and kissed the container, it half liquefied. Afterwards, Pope Francis said, we can see that the saint only half loves us. We must all spread the word so that he loves us more. Saint Januarius, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Every time we have had Father Rick Heilman on the show, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversations, and I'm happy to say he is with us once again today to let us know what's going on this year with the National Rosary Rally and Rosary Coast to Coast. Father, it's so good to have you with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. Oh, it's great to be with you, Adam. You know, Father, I I couldn't help but notice in years past... The National Rosary Rally and the day for Rosary Coast to Coast, it it always fell on a Sunday in early October. This year it's on a Saturday, and when I looked a little closer, I saw there's a lot going on on this Saturday, and what a wonderful convergence it is. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about these two events and why this year it's going to be on a Saturday and not a Sunday? So what 
is we ask people to go to rosarycoasttocoast.com. And, you know, in Scripture, it says where two or more are gathered. So if you get a group of two or more, and we'd like you to be outside if at all possible, because we're asking God to really bless our land, you know, heal our land, 2 Corinthians 7.14. And and we, we want to pray united. You know, one of the expressions I've been using, Adam, lately is unite at the foot of the cross. I'm actually wearing a T-shirt right now that has it on. I printed it like a week ago. But there at the foot of the cross was Our Lady and John the Beloved and Mary Magdalene. And uh, everybody else had fled in silent self-protection. And, and, and so, so we want to be at that place at the foot of the cross. This year especially, there's all kinds of signs, Adam, that are pointing to this being uh, a critical year. And so we feel like if there was any year at all that we need to pray together, uh, united, again, like they did in the Battle of Lepanto in 1571, which brought the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, but at first was called Our Lady of Victory, uh, a greatly outnumbered Christian force stood against those who wanted to deal the last blow to Christianity because it had become so weak and divided. And, and um, gosh, it seems like we're there right now. What does the Blessed Mother do at the wedding feast of Cana? She says, here's the situation, and then she turns to those that were there and says, do whatever, do whatever my son tell tells you to do. do. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. this year, the rally is going to be on Saturday because... Yep. The feast day, Our Lady of the Rosary, the, the anniversary of Our Lady of Lepanto, and first Saturday of the month, all fall on Saturday, October 7th. So why have the rally on Sunday when we can have it just as easily on Saturday on this wonderful day? Yeah, and again, it is the first Saturday, which is just amazing. And we're telling people, too, if you know it, it doesn't fit your plans and you want to do it on Sunday, you'll be considered part of the group. But we really would love people to see if they could. It'll be at 3 p.m. Central Time. And again, two or more gathered outside to pray. And what we're going to do at that 3 o'clock hour, and we're going to be leading it from uh, right on the grounds of uh, the the, uh, nation's capital in Washington, D.C. We call that kind of the anchor. But we're going to be leading the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And we'll be praying that throughout the whole, that's why it's called Rosary Coast to Coast, throughout the whole Nation, if you go to Rosary Coast to Coast and sign up, you'll see there's a map there with these little balloon pins, and it's already filling up pretty good. But we want that thing just jammed. And so we got from now until October 7th for you to go to rosarycoasttocoast.com and sign up your group. I mean, it could be a husband and wife for, for that matter. Just, you know, walk outside. But, you know, sign it up so we, we're all encouraged that so many people are praying together uh, in these groups throughout the nation. I think that's absolutely wonderful. And again, it goes back to if if you love our country, you pray for our country, whether you think times are good or whether you think times are bad. You you pray for our country. Yeah. And if you love our church, you pray for our church. And and, in all of these, as we say, God's will be done. So uh, we have our marching orders from Father. You and I do. And again, he made it very clear. It doesn't have to be a group of 50 people. Praise God if it's a group of 50 people you get. Yeah. But if it's just you and your spouse or you and your friends, maybe it's your rosary group. If you pray the rosary after Mass at, at daily Mass, invite your rosary group. Say, hey, on Saturday, October 7th, instead of after daily Mass at 8 a.m., can we pray at 3 p.m. outside the church? Go to rosarycoasttocoast.com, put your group on there so maybe some others say, well, I, I, I can't organize a group, but there's one near my house. I'll go pray with them. Uh, what right. a wonderful thing that would be. It doesn't matter where you are, you can pray the rosary. So, Father, uh, thank you for this 
this invitation and thank you for this emphasis. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but pretty much every time Mary has stepped in in the life of the church to bring a message to us, she said very consistently, pray the rosary. Yeah. Uh, and what a beautiful gift we've been given. I know a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters don't understand our relationship with Mary, and they think that we're treating her as an equal, you know, a God, like the Son of God. But uh, we, we don't. What a beautiful gift. She's she's a tender mom, and uh, and I always love that image that I think it was like uh, St. Uh, um, Louis, uh, it'll come to me, but he kisses this beautiful image of, when we um, come to Mary and ask for intercession, it's as if we're coming to the edge of heaven and she's putting out a beautiful golden platter and we place our petition on that. Then she dresses it up with flowers and everything, gets it ready, and then she turns and walks over to the throne of God and, and basically says, hey, do this for Father Rick. <laughs> but, and, and how but, could he not? <laughs> and, right, it's his mom, you know, and... and uh, he can't deny uh, his mom anything. So what a beautiful gift we've been given with uh, the Blessed Mother and the power of her intercession. And the, and we've been shown over and over again the power of the rosary. And we've been shown over or so, so many times like the Battle of Ponto, right? And we're, what are we doing? We're following Mary's lead. The very first miracle that you pointed out is the wedding of Cana. Is, is, is she just... I love that scene, too, because she goes there, hey, they're out of wine, and, and, and Jesus basically says, hey, I don't know if this is my time yet, Mom, you know, and and she doesn't even seem to listen to that, because she's the mom, right? And she says, and she, she just, in response to what he just said, she goes, do whatever he tells you, do whatever he tells you. So uh, what a precious, precious gift, and, and what a power she's been given to influence uh, her son. So let's let's do what Mary asks us to do. Do whatever he tells you, and he's shown us over and over again, honor my mom, and you honor me, and honor the rosary that I've given you as a powerful weapon. Amen. And Father, I love that image you brought from St. Louis de Montfort of how Mary takes our intercession and brings it to our Lord's just so yeah. beautifully decorated. Because I also think of my wife, who sometimes says to me, by the way, the kids are going to ask you about this. And they may say it like this, but what they're really asking for is this. And so as long as you know that going into the conversation, and because we have little kids, and sometimes they don't know how to use the words the correct way. And I, I can only think that the Blessed Mother does that for me, Father Rick, that she goes to her son and says, you know, Adam's asking for this, but I think what he really means is uh, something else, because she's not going to ask Jesus to do anything for us that goes against his will. She's going to ask him to do what's very best for us. Father, uh, thank you again for sharing about this with us. RosaryCoastToCoast.com is the website to go check out. And uh, while you're there, you know, you might poke around and, and look for Father on the U.S. Grace Force. It's something that I thoroughly enjoy watching whenever I am able. Father, could I ask you to close our time together with a prayer? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit upon our nation. Uh, let us become one nation under God once again. Uh, we ask you to uh, hear our prayers, especially as we pray through the powerful intercession of the Blessed Mother. And we ask you to truly heal our land. Um, we, we ask, let's, let's get a revival. Let's get a revival going. 
and bring in those who are so in love with you and let's unite at the foot of the cross. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Holy Mary Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now, and, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, Father Rick Heilman, thank you for taking the time with us on Roadmap to Heaven. We've got our marching orders, rosary, outside, in a group, two or more, 3 p.m., October 7th. More information at rosarycoasttocoast.com. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Ever since yesterday's Daily Dose of Encouragement, I have been waiting for this moment where we are going to learn more about devotion to the infant Jesus of Prague here with Patty Schneier. Patty, take it away. Well, today I want to talk about saints who have had a special devotion to the infant Jesus. It doesn't have to be the infant Jesus of Prague. I'm just saying the infant Jesus in general. St. Anthony of Padua had a huge devotion to the infant Jesus. He's often shown in statues holding the infant Jesus. St. Francis of Assisi, if you think about it, he's the one that brought us the nativity scene, but the nativity scene and that whole desire to have a nativity scene, that grew out of his devotion to the infant Jesus in the manger. St. Teresa of Avila, she had a huge devotion to the infant Jesus, and she it's believed that she gave the original statue to the princess who then brought it to Prague. In our day, Mother Angelica of EWTN, she had a huge devotion to the infant Jesus. Many of you may not know this story. In 1995, Mother Angelica went to South America with a few nuns to garner support for a Spanish version of EWTN. One stop was at the sanctuary of the divine infant Jesus in Bogota, Colombia. After Mass, they were praying in a little chapel before the infant Jesus' image. And suddenly, while she was silently standing and praying, the image came alive before Mother Angelica. And here's what she felt the infant Jesus say to her. Build me a temple, the smiling Jesus said to her, and I will help those who help you. So the two nuns with her heard and saw nothing. But Mother Angelica, she fell into a state of deep religious ecstasy. And when she finally came out of it, she burst into tears. And later she said her heart was beating 100 miles an hour. Mother Angelica and the nuns believe that this encounter with the infant Jesus in Bogota crystallized her vision for the Hansville Monastery. It radically changed the original plans. Without any money from EWTN, this became entirely as a project of the Convent of Our Lady of the Angels Monastery, and the building began in the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament with its huge piazza and statue of the infant Jesus at the center. It opened in the year 2000. But her mystical visions and devotion to the infant Jesus did not end there. In Alabama, the child Jesus continually appeared to Mother Angelica regularly even in the hallways as she walked the convent. And the message is always simple, and it was very similar to that original one from Father Cyril in the 1600s. The more you honor me, the more I will bless you. Now, we've got saints in the making, lots of saints in the making in our listening audience, and I know some of you have a huge devotion to the infant Jesus. One of my best friends has a huge devotion to the infant Jesus of Prague, and that's why I wanted to dive into this. They've received healings. They've received miracles in their family with so many intentions. And what do they do each time? They bring their intentions, they bring their family members, they bring those who are sick to the infant Jesus. So 
Let's ponder the infant Jesus, the child Jesus today, and thank him for everything that he humbled himself to experience in the first 12 years of his life as a child. And let's entrust our intentions and trust our loved ones and trust those who need a miracle specifically to the infant Jesus. Maybe you've never done this before. And in doing so, may we grow in our childlike innocence, purity, and faith. Patty, that's an incredible story, and I want to thank you for sharing it with us here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Earlier today, Mike Roberts was reporting on our Saint of the Day, St. Januarius, and I want to let you know, for those who like to know such things, uh, today on the feast day, Archbishop Domenico Battaglia held up the reliquary with the liquefied blood of St. Januarius on this martyr's feast day, September 19th, and so... uh, you know, Catholic News Agency reports that the abbot announced they have taken this from the safe the reliquary with the blood of our patron saint, which immediately completely liquefied. So there you have it. That wraps up our episode of Roadmap to Heaven today. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. We've got some good stuff planned this week. That's all I'm going to say. I'm really excited about this week. Later today, I'm going to be doing an interview with Father Wade Menezes. Tomorrow, we're going to be speaking with another Father of Mercy that will bring you that interview later this week. And we're going to have some stuff on the Eucharistic Revival as well. It's shaping up to be a good week. Plus, we're going to go back to school with Father Skillman on Thursday morning. What's not to love? You know, it's one of those things that each and every day I reflect upon that. that, You know, every day is an opportunity to grow in our faith, whether that's in prayer or in study or in both. And why not seize that opportunity? So here's a question for you. What's one thing you can learn about today? Maybe, you you know, I always encourage you midday to do that midday examine where you say, all right, midday, Lord, here's one thing I'm grateful for. Here's one thing I'm going to ask for your grace to help me do better with. How about at the end of the day today? Also, let's add something to that. Lord, today I learned this about our faith, and I'm very grateful for that. So help me to know the faith more. Or, Lord, I had this insight in prayer today, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, Thank you for that. Let's keep track of those things. You know, maybe keep just a little journal. You don't have to write paragraph upon paragraph upon paragraph. Just make note of the things you're thankful for and the things you've learned each and every day. It'd be neat to look back on that a year from now. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it's another hour spent with us here on Roadmap to Heaven. We want to thank you for being with us this hour. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You know I'm going to say it each and every day. And you know it's because the Blessed Mother exhorted us to do this in her apparition at Fatima, and in every apparition since. And that's this. Pray your rosary today.